Welcome to Yoruba by Podcast. My name is Timilola. I'm going to begin this podcast by saying I'm not a historian. I have no academic background that makes me an authority on the history of the Yoruba people. I am, just like you, fascinated by the story, the people, and the culture. And I thought, why not make a podcast and talk about my interest? So I will start with the first episode, which is Sungbo's Iridu. Sungbo's Iridu is one of the largest ancient monuments in West Africa. It is located in Okeri, a few kilometers from Ijebode, in what is today Ogun State in Nigeria. Eredo, which means fortified walls in Yoruba language, said to have been constructed between 800 and 1000 AD. Some 1000 years ago, according to Dr. Patrick Darling, the archaeologist who in 1995 surveyed the site and fought hard to bring some prominence to the town. There was even a submission to UNESCO in 1995. The legend is that Eredo was constructed in memory of Bilikisu Sungbo, a powerful woman who in many publications was described as a widow and childless. According to the archaeologist, Sungbo's Eredo was constructed to unify the diverse communities and the walls served as a shield to defend its inhabitants from intruders. The Eredo is essentially a moat with walls that run in a circle and are 160 kilometers in length and many parts are 20 feet deep. The walls were constructed with, with hard laterite. I didn't know what that was, so I googled it. Apparently, it's a natural soil mix of clay and iron oxides. From the moat, the smooth earth walls tower above its visitors. Geologists estimate that it involved one million more man-hours than were necessary to build the Great Pyramids of Giza. It is described as an astonishing feat, requiring a coordinated and large labor force. Now, let's talk about... Bilikisu, the great woman who, in whose memory this was constructed. Now, there are many myths concerning surrounding Bilikisu. The largest, of course, is that she was Queen Sheba of Ethiopia, as described in the Bible. According to the Bale Pa Ulubusi, the first migration to Akiri was led by a warlord, Aleo, who was to become Bilikisu's husband. Bilikisu and Aleo never had any children. He mentioned a story where she had given him some instructions, he disobeyed it, and she left him. The ballet actually chuckled when he gave the story. I think he finds it amusing that this woman could have left her husband because he didn't listen to her. <laughs> Mm. 
The arrival of Bilikisu with over 200 slaves turned the town to an economic epicenter. According to the oral history passed down, after the death of Aleo, she later married King Solomon of the Bible. I don't know if I believe this. I'm not saying it's not true, but according to historians, the appearance of Queen Sheba in the Bible would have put her on earth about 3,000 years ago. That puts her around 2,000 years before Sumba's Erudu was constructed. The people of the town truly believe that she is Queen Sheba. And I think it also highlights one of the problems of oral history and that if nothing is written down and you keep passing the story from generation to generation, it is not unusual for the stories to be muddled and the facts to change. Another myth is that Bilikisu Sungba's power is so great that the gravesite is sacred. Thousands of people of all faiths, Ifa worshippers, Christians, and Muslims go to pray every year for blessings and favor. And in connection to her great power, it is taboo for a woman or a dog to visit, which is an irony considering the person they are praying to is a woman. And there are many grave consequences for disregarding this rule. The ballet tells the story of an officer of the British colonizers known as Captain Ross, who defied the directive and went to the gravesite with, with his wife and dog. And as the story goes, before they left the premises, the dog died. Then on the way to Jabode, his wife also died. I know what you're thinking. Couldn't she have died as a result of something else? That's possible. But how do we explain the dog? There is also another legend that the spot where Bilikisu was washed before her interment is always clean. When it rains, there are no droplets on the surface. The legend still holds today as no vegetation or grass has grown there since. Her story is very interesting, and the ballet who passed away in 2019, sadly, would like support for the Okiri community. He would like for uh, protection for Iridu from further destruction as it is overgrown by the forest, and he would also like to stop the deforestation of the surrounding areas. Also, in 2019, the United States government awarded $400,000 for the conservation of the 14th century construction. If you're looking to visit the site, ogunstate.gov.ng has a little page describing the tourist area. So you can get to see the moat, the tomb, a botanical garden, a zoological garden, and the potteries and relics from the excavated grounds. Her story is fascinating. Some parts seem rather incredulous. Unfortunately, due to the spiritual and sacred nature of her gravesite, archaeologists haven't been able to examine it and provide us 
some information. At least we would be able to debunk the Queen Sheba connections. But one thing is true is that Billy Kisusugo was an incredible and powerful woman who put the people of Okeri and Ijabode on the map. Thank you for listening to my first episode. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to my first episode. Please don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share wherever you listen to your podcasts.